Season 3 of Wilson the VW Bus begins with a vehicle being sold, and I am finally able to talk to you about it. Welcome to Season 3 of Wilson the VW Bus, the podcast about my adventures in my 1967 VW camper bus, mostly. In the past two seasons of this podcast, I've talked about how I found Wilson and told a few stories of his previous owners and the places that Wilson has been to, and guided you through all it took to put Wilson back together and on the road. If you are new to the podcast, my VW bus is named Wilson because of the dealership sticker that is still on the rear hatch from where the bus was originally sold in North Platte, Nebraska. The name, like the sticker, just stuck. A lot has happened in my vehicle collection recently, and I wasn't able to talk to you about it which is why we needed to take this little break between seasons number two and number three. No, I wasn't bound by any legal non-disclosure agreements or anything like that. I had literally lost my voice. I mean, technically I still had a voice, even if it was only a whisper, but I didn't sound anything like myself, and although I am still a bit gravelly sounding, I can once again now record my podcast. So, what is this news about selling a vehicle, you ask? Well... Not to worry, it isn't regarding Wilson the VW bus. He's still safe and sound here with me. It's about my other car. Uh, My daily driver, that was my 2011 Chevrolet Camaro SSRS. Quick backstory for reference here. When the fifth generation Camaros debuted in 2010, I fell in love with an Inferno orange model with an orange interior, the 426 horsepower LS3 V8, and a six-speed manual transmission. I looked for a long time for one of these, but I just could never find one, and eventually I gave up looking. Then in the winter of 2019, when it was a balmy 4 degrees outside, and I was driving around in my Saturn sky, I found this orange 2011 Camaro at a Dodge dealership with only 29,000 miles, and it had all the options that I was looking for, so I made a deal and took her home. I spent the past four years making some subtle improvements and upgrades to the brakes and the suspension and body. I lowered it like an inch and a half and uh, put some uh, a new splitter in the front and some side rockers. Uh, nothing, nothing too drastic. Um, even put custom wheels on it. And I really love this car. But with over 500 horsepower, it was a little too much for daily driving to work. Uh, funny, it was really the polar opposite of Wilson when it comes to driving experiences. Anyway, I had been thinking about letting the Camaro go because it was actually worth a few thousand dollars more now than when I purchased it, and I was ready to move on. If you remember from my personal disclosures in Season 1, I have sort of a uh, catch-and-release issue when it comes to vehicles. I don't have an excuse, really. I like what I like, and I acquire hopeless basket cases that need love and need fixing up, and then I fix them and enjoy them and eventually sell them and... You know, acquire another basket case. I put the Camaro up for sale, and it was sold within hours to a lucky guy named Scott. I wish him the best of luck with it. I have no idea what I'll be driving next other than Wilson. Will it be another classic, a muscle car, a European sports car, maybe a truck, maybe a VW Type 1? I don't know. At this time, all I definitely know is that Wilson is ready to be my main ride for the summer. Now, let's get back to talking about V-dubs. I was getting ready for the Dubs in the Shrubs event a few weeks ago, 
And then out of the blue, I was contacted on Facebook by a fellow bus owner about what I had done to Wilson for the Camprior interior insulation. Uh, a woman named Linda sent me the following inquiry. Hi, Joe. I just found your podcast, and I'm at podcast season one, episode four and five. You mentioned rock wool insulation. I have a 67 Westie pop top here in Red Bank. That's a, down here in New Jersey. And after 16 years on the Samba site, I had never heard of using rock wool for insulation. Can you tell me about how it doesn't hold moisture, as I'd like to know how it works before I finish my interior? So Linda also posted a similar question to me on the Samba forums as well. And I told her that I have rock wool here in my home and that I came across a bunch of camper folks online using it for their uh, camper insulation. Some of them were uh, VW uh, buses. Some of them were uh, camper vans, uh, like sprinter vans that they had worked on. Uh, There's a bunch of them out on YouTube and online on the different forums. So rock wool is made of 75% recycled materials. It's mainly superheated rocks that are spun like cotton candy. It is fire resistant up to 1400 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Rock wool also has excellent heat retention during those cold weather months with an R value between 3 and 3.3 per inch uh, of insulation and that it retains that thermal efficiency over several decades with minimal degradation in its R value. So it's great also at soundproofing. Rock wool is water repellent and allows the moisture to escape and prevents the growth of mold because the insulation is inorganic. So it makes a poor medium for mold and mildew to grow there as there's nothing for them to use as energy. The only downside that I could find with rock wool is that it's a little bit heavier than fiberglass insulation. But you can get it at your local big box Home Depot or Lowe's stores. I hope to run into Linda at a local car show or VW event in the future. It's funny, we both have been uh, in the exact same profession for the past 32 years here in New Jersey, and we're both currently CIOs, so I can hardly believe that our paths have not crossed yet. Now, as you remember at the end of last season, I went out to the Dubs and the Shrubs event in Hamilton in May, and I was on the lookout for a few necessary items that I really needed for my peace of mind before setting out on the road this summer with Wilson. The first item I needed to have was a spare tire. In the swap meet area of the dub show, I found a really nice wheel and tire combo and was able to score that for only 40 bucks. Just a few feet away, another vendor had the next item that I needed, and that was a Bilstein jack and lug wrench combo. I actually met this guy at another VW show in Pennsylvania about a month and a half earlier. Now, because Wilson is lower than a standard VW bus, I opted for a Type 1 jack, which is obviously a a bug jack, a VW bug, instead of the bus jack. And the jack itself is really a cool piece. It's a simple set of levers to climb up and down a steel shaft uh, using a little ratcheting action. And the handle uh, not only encompasses the lug wrench within the design, but you can flip the lug wrench over on the other end and use it to remove the spark plugs. It's ingenious. I also made a small oak wood base for the jack that provided a little bit better angle for the jack when I'm using the VW uh, bus jack points. I can only assume that the Type 1 and the Type 2 jack points are not necessarily at the same angle. When I got home, I cleaned up the jack and the spare tire and filled the tire with air, but I really wasn't expecting it to hold air. It was $40, and it was an old bias ply tire, and it 
did leak a little bit. So I could see a few bubbles uh, in the place where the tire and the wheel rim met, but I had a plan just in place for this. I know that this may not be the proved solution by all, but I purchased a tire tube for the spare. My hope is that I never need to use the spare, but if I ever did, I figured the tube was kind of like a, an insurance on top of my insurance. I took my old spare tire and my tube up to my friends at Advanced Auto, and we threw in the tube. It's still holding steady at 32 PSI. When I went to mount the spare in the back of the bus, I came to realize that I no longer had any spare lug nut bolts. I sold them all to Pegasus. It always seems weird to me to call them lug nuts because they're really bolts and not nuts on the bus. Anyway, the spare is held in place vertically on the left rear side of the cargo area in the way back of the bus with one bolt that attaches the spare to the sidewall of the bus. And I didn't have any of those lug bolts. So I took a ride up to Pegasus, uh, the shop up in Linden, New Jersey, to see if I could purchase one. And they were kind enough to just give me a few spares at no cost. He also mentioned to me while I was there that he was just installing some of the nice brake parts that I had sold to him last year. From the look of the shop, they were plenty busy with lots of customer work. Good for him. Well, I have no excuses now. I should be driving Wilson anywhere I need to go, right? I'm either taking my 55-year-old VW bus or my 81-year-old Harley-Davidson, or I'm going to walk with my 53-year-old feet. Thank goodness I have new sneakers just in case. Well, thanks for listening, folks. I'll catch you next time.